Welcome back to Invader Sports Soccer Show. Today we have a couple quick topics that we're going to get into. Uh, real quick, to give you guys a heads up, we're going to be talking about Ten Hag versus Poch. What's a better fit for Man U? Italy did not qualify for the World Cup. And Ronaldo, do we think he's finished or not? Or maybe in the right team under the right circumstances? So leading into this, let's go to the Man U fan first, Luke. Uh, of course, mm. I'm sorry, we got, we got Luke, Adam, and Joe today. So we got four teams repped. Uh, so, uh, thoughts on uh, Hag versus Potts, man? Go ahead. Yeah, this I think I mentioned this last week to you guys about being a topic to talk about. I think it's really interesting because they're two two very very different managers in two very different positions, and obviously both favorites. Um, I think up until a couple of days ago, they were joint favorites for the United job. So, definitely an interesting subject. Um, I know I've mentioned previously that Ten Hag is my preferred choice, continues to be my preferred choice. I think he is the better manager, but uh, yeah, I think it's a good good topic of uh, of discussion to have, to be honest. Um, yeah. Adam, uh, Joe, what do you guys think? Yeah, I All mean, right. go on, Ads, you go on, go on. No, I was just going to say, I think it's a bit of a, I think the obvious choice, in my opinion, is Ten Hag. And the reason that is more because if Pochettino goes into United, he won't be given any time. It'll be he needs to turn it around quickly. Whereas Ten Hag being that young upcoming manager who's, you know, done it at Ajax and now is coming into a completely new league, um, he'll be seen more as a project. So I think that is where, you know, you, you'd get get the easy win between between the both of them. But also I mean, you know, yeah, sure, Poch done miracles with Spurs, I guess, Champions League final, getting them playing really nice football, but he didn't win anything. And, you know, how many more, you know, managers are United going to go through now with Solskjaer than Ragnick, it, with managers that just don't have winning, winning mentalities? But it's, I think winning mentality aside, I think it's just... It's everything that Ten Hag would bring as well. I think coaching-wise, I think he'd bring along a lot of the right people. Um, I know there's been t- talks that he kind of wants to get a Dutch ex-Premier League player in with him. Um, I, I think, I mean, I'm not sure it happened, but I'd love Yap Stan to come in and just sort Maguire out. But uh, <laughs> we'd see, see what happens there. But I think it's in terms of just, it's like, much more positive football that I think he'd bring in. Um, and I think he'd get the best out of youngsters. I think he'd bring a lot of lot of good people through. And something that I found very interesting, um, and I think Fabrizio Romano commented on this, um, if Ten Hag was to join, I think he wants to focus on managing and not so much on um, transfers, right? Which is something that we've, United's not really had, you know, um, Mourinho wanted to be involved in transfers. I think Solskjaer was quite involved in transfers. Um, Louis van Gaal, so on. Um, so I think it'd be interesting to have a manager come in, literally just focus on the players he has and letting someone like Ralph and so on kind of get on with the with the transfers. So I think that would be a nice change. And I think bringing in someone like Ten Hag would actually offer something completely new and a genuine project, which we haven't really had. We've had quote-unquote projects but nothing to to this degree which I find I think it'd be exciting um I think Potch would be be a mistake I'm I'm not sure he'd be able to handle 
some of the people in the dressing room. And I'm not convinced he'd bring anything revolutionary to, to that team. In fact, I think he'd do more damage, actually, with uh, the dressing room. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that, uh, especially from where he's coming from with this. You know, we all thought this was a loaded team on paper, this PSG team, but didn't turn out to turn to to be a, a working relationship. So uh, I, I think if he went to Man U, it would be like the wrong time, maybe. I, I guess if this makes more sense, like when he was first leaving Spurs, I think that would have made more sense timing wise mm. than than right now. But uh, yeah, I think obviously Hag's the guy, the guy you want, and the guy that they should prioritize. So that's my that's that's a really big thing as well, priority. Because I've heard there's two other teams that are trying to get Ten Hag as well, and United are notorious for, for acting so slowly on these sorts of things. So I could really see it. I'd hate it, but I could see United end up going for for Poch because Ten Hag has been picked up by another team. That's Man City. Yeah, that's yeah. what that's what that's what I could see. Give Guardiola one more season, then his contract runs out. Tell Ten Hag stay at Ajax for a year, and then he just carries on. Both both um, both come from the school of Cruyff, so it wouldn't even be really that much of a, a departure from philosophy. But I think the thing with Pochettino as well is if he goes into United, he keeps Maguire. He buys Harry Kane. He buys Declan Rice. He spends all this money on these sort of English players, which he's comfortable with. Whereas Ten Hag will have that. I I don't believe the Ten Hag's happy to just manage uh, manage the club because I mean, if he is, then that's a red flag for me because I don't think any manager. It happened at PSG with with Tuchel, um, where he he said he was you know just the manager, and it's quite a it's quite an a, you know, sorry, Dan, but it's quite an American sports way of thinking where you have a general manager and, and, a, and a coach, whereas I think the most successful teams in football is where the manager is integrated uh, with the transfers. But my point being, I think Ten Hag then goes, I don't need Declan Rice for 100 million. I'll bring in, you know, he a player from Germany. I'll bring in a player from, from the Netherlands and I feel like he's got that ability to coach them, like... I mean, when you look at what he done with uh, Frankie De Jong um, mm. and then Donny van der Beek, I think, and also that'd be a massive one, you know, probably see a new van der Beek at United. Just real yeah. quick, it's it's funny he mentioned uh, American way of thinking because, you know, I, I like my fair share of American sports for sure, but I was just, me and Luke were just talking pre-show about all of like the blatant corruption that goes on with s- certain sports. And it's just like, they don't even try to hide it. And it's just, ridiculous but particularly mm-hmm. basketball and football they just get away with murder uh with these young kids man it's ridiculous um but yeah it's fun it's just funny that you mentioned that because yeah you don't want certain philosophies for sure but uh go ahead go ahead luke that's about to me um yeah. no i agree with adam um i think the one thing that ten hog does as well um is i think he i'm not sure who it would be um, but I think he'd end up taking at least one person from Ajax with him in terms of players. I know they've got a young right back at the moment. Um, delict, not delict. Um, <laughs> the joke was meant. The joke was meant to be blind. I said delict. I, I fucked it up. The blind. He's going to be, uh, gonna bring. He's going to bring a young centre back called Daily Blind to Man United. I would take Blind back. 
over Maguire in a hot. So actually, you know, you laugh of I made that mistake, but delete, you know, uh, there's rumors about him being on, on his way out of I don't see that out of, out of Juventus. So uh, that's what I get from my Juve source, my father in law. Yeah. He tells me he tells me he's gone. So he's we'll gone, see. Really? So, that's what yeah, he says. So, so you never know. Ten Hag at United could bring him there. And I think that him and yeah, him and Lindelof would be quite a good centre back partnership. See, I actually think Lindelof with yeah, with the right partner is a. I'm not going to say a great centre back because, but I think he's a big step up from what we have currently, like in terms of pairing. Because I, I do, he has the odd mistake in him, but I think if you have someone that's really strong behind him and you kind of have that Ramos and Varane sort of again I'm comparing the style not the players oh, I forgot about Varane Delict and Varane obviously shows yeah. how much of an impact he's had at United this season well, he's been injured um, yeah but I think yeah. it's it's quite funny actually because there was a I don't know if any of you have seen the video um, of the obviously international duty at the moment and England were, were training and they were doing the, the Rondo the Rondo and uh, oh, with Henderson, they're all, they're all passing it about, and Henderson's, you know, like counting, you know, how many passes, you know, one touch, uh, one or two touch, and then Maguire, the ball comes to Maguire, <laughs> he takes a touch, and then he takes another touch, just rolling the ball without moving it, and Henderson just looks at him like, "What are you doing?" What the fuck and are you that's doing, what mate? Yeah. whoever manager that's going to come in is going to have to deal with Maguire. And uh, I think about this talk as well, right? I don't know why Pochettino's in this conversation. Neither do he I hasn't he won is. anything. He's gone to PSG. He struggled at PSG with egos. What do Man United have? Egos. What do you mean? They don't have egos. Who? Not at all. Yeah. Name one of them. And they're Especially dealing the with the commercial asset, which is Manchester United. I think Ten Hag would be the right decision if he gets the time of building a youthful project. I think he will. I, I would will. like to see maybe the United hierarchy go for Tuchel with all the situation that's going on with Chelsea. Let's see what that. happens with him. I don't think I don't think you will. I don't think he'll go, but I think it would be a good move for United. I think Ten Hag is the right choice, and purely, if nothing else, for what Adam said earlier, because he will say, "Let's not go and get Rice for 100 billion. Let's go get this guy in the Bundesliga, or the Eredivisie, who's going to be 20 million, 30 million. Pick him up, give me a season with him, and I guarantee he'll be worth 100. Well, not 100. But Luke, that's good in in hindsight. I completely agree with you. That's what they should be doing. But when you're dealing with shareholders that want 80 million 100 million 120 million purchases i don't think it's going to happen yeah but that doesn't work like that's and i think they're starting to realize that i do yeah, think they are starting probably. to realize that yeah because it doesn't work if you look at man city's a, a weird one right but like i think in terms of the league if you want to look at something that's been done right you look at Liverpool and to an extent, even some of the decisions that Arsenal have made of late, but like Liverpool will go pick up these players. Mm. Um, again, like Jota's one of those ones and who they just had a clear running of. I don't think, how much was Jota? Like 30 million? 30? Yes. About 35 yeah. it was in that region. Yeah, around there. What a player he's no become. One, <laughs> no, one had a, no one even had a sniff at him. No. But the thing is though, you, you he's given that, the freedom that. to do that. That's the thing. That's the yeah, clock. But, but if Jota went to United, he wouldn't be half the player he is at Liverpool. I agree. I agree with you. Yeah. But what I'm saying is is the logic, not so much the yeah. going after the same players. I'm saying have the mentality of, okay, I see something I like in this player. Let me bring him in rather than going out and getting these Harry Canes or Declan Rice. Um, I think if United went into the transfer market 
and spent everything on Declan Rice. It's it's just completely the wrong decision because you might as well go and get three players for that and just see where you end up. Yeah. Um, I, there's there's not been one big high profile transfer that's come in that's lit it up for United since Pogba, maybe before Pogba. So I reckon Sancho would have with the right guidance, but he started wrong, wasn't starting this, that, and the other. I think but yeah, Pogba come. was probably the last Bruno. one. Bruno. Yeah, Bruno start, did that hurt you? No, no, no. Bruno Bruno obviously did. Maybe he wasn't that as high profile as a Pogba or Sancho. Mm. Uh, but he looks like he's going to sign a new contract as well. So Five-year deal. Yeah, yeah which, I, which I think is a good thing because I think, you know, if you get the right manager under Bruno, this is my he thing. can be to a me, very top-quality player. To me, yeah. I would love to see Ten Hag come in and have Bruno as like that proper number 10, have Van der Beek as like a number eight, and then have a proper number six. And I think that's a very good midfield. And I think that's a midfield that works and it gives the upfront three, who in my opinion as of right now should be Sancho, Ronaldo and and Alanga. Um, whether we go and get another striker in the summer is a big question mark. But right now that's the three I would start. Um, I think that's a a good attacking force. It's just dealing with that number six position position and rebuilding a defense. And I think if you bring in the right manager, it's a very, very doable task. It's going to take a couple of seasons. Um, but I think you can have that team playing right in a couple of seasons. Yeah, I think so. Poch wouldn't do that. And the only reason Poch is in the conversation is because of that Premier League experience, which is, you know, again, still only slightly relevant because he hasn't won anything. The biggest experience that actually matters is dealing with egos. <laughs> he failed terribly. I, I, I do not understand how, and this might be ignorance, but I do not understand how some people would pick Poch over Ten Hag. If you go to PSG and that league, the team that you have, which is arguably on paper the best team in the world right now, right? Um, uh, arguably on paper, right? Not in actual... On FIFA. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, and you can't get to a Champions League um, quarterfinal. Um, and, you're, you know, you're still picking up losses in the league that you should be winning. Um, how do you walk into... How, I, I, it baffles me how you're even in the United conversation. Completely. Yeah. No, I... To, ahead, to, to, to be the one so we're not just beating down on Poch. No, it's just logic, though, right? No, yes, but I think you need to. I mean, it's blown out of proportion. This they, when you look at the league table, I think they've lost three games this season. It's just blown out of proportion because of the the league they're in and the money they've spent. That when they do lose a game, it, it feels big, but they haven't actually lost that many. Um. The egos, are, uh, yeah, in the Champions League, yes, but the e the ego situation that's not he went in there. That's not his fault. He didn't create that. He went in there, with, which I believe most managers, apart from apart from, and even I think Klopp would find it difficult. And Pep, even those two, that dressing room is full of two aging players. One who, as one who's sort of just gone there after leaving his boyhood club. 
to have this last dance, which has flopped. Neymar, who's been there for so many years, wasted talent. And then Mbappe, this young talent that wants to get out of there. And those three are just, you know, this is, Poch isn't telling those three players, don't press, don't run back, don't, you know, huddle up as a three when the other team are attacking, as we saw against uh, Madrid. He's not telling them, but there's, there's only so much a manager can do when, uh, when those players go across the line. And then again, he hasn't got that power to drop Neymar because the owners won't allow it. They can't, you can't drop 200 million pound, uh, a pound player for, for Di Maria, which I believe he would have done, given him the honest choice he would have done against Real Madrid. So I think you need to wipe PSG out and, and look at it from a, from a, if it was Spurs to United when he, when he was at Spurs. And yes, he didn't win anything. And I think United need a, need a winner, Ten Hag, no, bit of I'm being a bit of a hypocrite because he isn't a winner really. Um, I think what United would like about Poch is that he knows the Premier League. He plays attractive football. He plays the he plays the old fashioned United way. You know when when they were when when Tottenham were in the, were in their pro, uh, pomp and uh, you know they had that Deli Ali for one season. They had Son running running down one wing, Lucas Moura the other, and and Harry Kane up top. That is like a not as good, but like an old school United team. I think that's what they liked about him. I still don't think he's the right manager over Ten Hag, but and I think he would struggle. But again, I think he would struggle more down to Man United's hierarchy than him being an inadequate manager. Yeah, I think that's well. Yeah, me too. I wonder where he can go now that you mentioned all that. I wonder where back to Spurs. That's God, back to Spurs. Back to Spurs is because the talk is that um, Conte goes to Conte goes to PSG. Pochettino back to Spurs. Oh, I don't think Conte would want to go PSG. I think he'd lose it. <laughs> he would actually. I think. I think he would absolutely lose his rag being at PSG. <laughs> Um, no, I could, I can see, I can see him sticking with Tottenham in a weird way. I feel like he's too much of a proud man. I know he did it at Inter, but that it, different circumstances. I feel like Levy might get his wallet out. We'll see what happens with Spurs, but yeah, I think Conte will will stay on. Hold me to my word. Mm, I suppose if he doesn't want to win anything, he can. See what happens with Harry Kane as well. Because let's see if what will City come in for it. It'll be under a hundred billion now, right? Because of his contract. So no, I think they still want we'll hundred. Yeah, but there's only so <laughs> much they can ask for because of the contract. But do you still think they could ask left, so though. much because it was uh, he, he had another year on his contract. No, he's still got two years left though. No, but I mean because it, it was what was it four years or three years in total? I think it was three or four, well three or four. In which case he's got three or. Yeah, it's free now. now. Yeah, because it was for that extra year they could ask for that extra twenty-five or thirty million. Because yeah. I think City put in a max bid of what one hundred twenty-five. Something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, it's so crazy how they didn't accept that. <laughs> That's oh, kind of. But do City go for go for Kane again, or do they try? I think so. I think Kane it... fits perfectly into that City squad. It it reminds me of the. It would be like the. Van Persie Ferguson transfer Guardiola gets him in for his last season at, at Man City to go all out and win win everything. That's that's what it would be, and I, I don't think Man City would have a problem with spending a hundred million on a player they're only going to get two or three years out. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. 
It's crazy. Yeah. Pains me to say it, but Kane is elite. Full stop. Like he is. I'm an Arsenal fan. I'll admit it. I think he's great and he's worth the money. And I think in that City team, they just... Pff, it's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> not as good as Martial. Yeah. He's doing well in Spain, though, no? <laughs> he's not. He's really not. He he's came not. on and got booed, didn't he, or something? He something came like off that. and got booed, yeah. yeah. I don't condone that, of course. No, it's it's just not going well. I don't even know, like... This is another issue. You know, we say however many times that United need to get rid of this player and that player. No one's going to buy them. Who's going to turn around and want Martial? Well, heavy rumours about um, Rashford to Arsenal. What do you think of that, Luke? Do you care? You watch more United than me. See, I'm really torn about Rashford because I, I like him, but I'm not sure if I like him as a player, person, not a player, because he's done so much outside of football. Um, I don't actually think, like, he's had a, an awful season. He's rushed back from injury, had an awful season, and it's devastating. But I'd like to see him just have one more chance, like under a Ten Hag, and see... Um, I think if he goes to Arsenal, I think he's. I do think he'd do really well, which which would be horrible. Mm. Um, but I'd, I'm not sure if I'd be angry with it because mm. I'd rather him go somewhere else and do well than see United and not get played. Yeah, I'm I'm so torn on it to be honest because I'm thinking to myself on one hand. He's this player that's been elevated to this level of stardom, as you said, by the stuff um, that he's done with the free school meals, etc. The thing that happened the other day with the fans, which in my opinion, I didn't, I didn't see as anything wrong. If you give it, you, you, no, it doesn't it was, matter. You get it, it back. Was massively under. Exactly. He didn't the actually media. flip anyone off. Yeah, anything. exactly. And then on the other hand, I'm thinking every time I've seen him, when I do watch United, I don't see anything of merit that he could bring to Arsenal. Like we're we're needing a striker. We've got the pace, but ah, uh, it's just it's, if we can get him, if we can get him on a cheap, and maybe it's a one or two year contract, I'd be happy. The one thing I will say with Rashford is he for United he has turned up in big games, like the night in Paris, um, you know a few Europa games, like games like that he will turn up, but. It's just, I think everyone's so focused on how he's been this season. And yeah, it's, I don't know. I stand by it. I'd like to see him under under a new manager and see how he yeah. does. But but yeah, right. I think he'd be right. a spare offer. Well, let's uh, let's move on to the next topic here. That was, that was a nice talk there, boys. But um, all right. So Italy does not make the World Cup for the second time in a row while winning the Euros in between. How is this possible? Someone please explain it to me. Adam? Adam? Um, well, by they've actually got the same record in World Cups now as, as, as Honduras. Um, and their last knockout game was in 2006 when they won it. So, um, look, let me get one thing straight. If you said to me we win the Euros, but we don't make the World Cup, you're going to take that. Joe, Joe's, Joe's looking at me now as a, you know, I've, I've, I've seen them win a World Cup in the Euros. I don't know what you've seen England win, maybe. A, I'm, know, I'm in your camp. I hate England. Smiling football. there, smiling there. <laughs> giving it all the, all, all the green. No, who's got the trophy? Um, but no, but no, no, no. Who's Where got did the trophy? it go wrong? Um, 
obviously it's embarrassing losing 1-0 to, to North Macedonia, 60% possession, 32 shots. Um, I can't remember who it was. It wasn't Immobile, it was Berardi, I think, who missed an absolute open goal. But mm. they haven't not made the World Cup because they lost 1-0 to North Macedonia. They, The reason they haven't made the World Cup is because... Um, they were drawing with Switzerland and Jorginho missed a last-minute penalty. Then they played Switzerland again and Jorginho missed a penalty. And then they played uh, Bulgaria and they were winning and then a stupid defensive mistake and it's one all. So that's three wins to all turned into draws. Um, so they, they, you know, only got ourselves to blame. The root of the the root of the issue is that they just don't have a striker. They just don't have a player that can put the ball in the back of the net. Immobile, for no matter how good he is for Lazio, he just he's a confidence player. And when his confidence not isn't up, and it's never doesn't seem to be up that much for Italy, he's just he underperforms. And you know, Mancini called Balotelli up in January and then decided not to take him to the qualifying games. And I think he missed a trick there because I think that's the sort of player you do want to bring off the bench. Um, obviously, with no Chiesa injuries as sort of the star man. Um, so, yeah, that's where it went wrong. What happens next? Unless Mancini resigns, which he might, but I don't know, um, then stick with him because, you know, not only has he got enough credit in the bank for winning the Euros, but he is, he is changing 100 years of, of football. Of an, of an Italian team that was built around solid defence and then star men up front, you know, Del Piero, Baggio, uh, Luca Toni, Totti, you know, these one with these these star strikers, you know, defence star striker will win you the game. Italy don't have that anymore. You know, Chiesa, I don't know if he's got, I, I love him, but I don't know if he's got that stardom. Um, you've got Zaniolo, who's an up and coming player that looks like he's going to be brilliant, but they don't have that, you know, that absolute star study going to be the next best player. He's built a team that midfield is, you know, Barella, Verratti, Jorginho is, is one of the best defence. They've still got some players coming through that can take over from Chiellini and Benucci. They've got one of the best young goalkeepers in the world. So I think, you know, they'll make the 2026 World Cup, but every country will because they're turning it from a 32 or have a many World Cup to a 48 team world cup so you know it would be a disaster if you didn't make that but i think overall it's, it's obviously disappointing um because obviously it's nice to make a world cup um but they are heading in the right direction um there's yet an embarrassing night for for italian football really and to lose it in italy's home home um at home as well is just a bit a bit sad but would you say this comes into a kind of a reset then? Because you, you mentioned that Benucci, Chiellini getting on a bit. Could you see them going into the next Euro qualifiers? Maybe, maybe the qualifiers, but maybe Benucci. But I, I don't even know. They'll, they'll play probably, I imagine they'll play the Nations League, which is which is this year, the Mickey Mouse trophy. But um, no, yeah, I think it is. There, there's a few players. It's going to be sad that Players like you know Jorginho Verratti, they'll never, they might never play a World Cup, mm. and, it, and it's mad to think that. But they've only got themselves to blame. Well, I don't know if they've got themselves to blame. I think Verratti, yeah, they've they've played quite well, but the team as a whole has only got itself to blame. Um, this isn't as bad as as you know, four, five years ago when we lost to Sweden. 
uh, in the qualifiers, we had a prat of a manager there where we needed to chase a goal and instead of bringing Signe on, he brought De Rossi on. Um, although I say that, and Mancini brought Chiellini on with like 10 minutes to left at nil-nil. But yeah, I hope Mancini doesn't resign because I think he is the man to take them in the right direction. Um, and yeah, at least they won the Euros. Yeah, I'm very much not in the camp of point fingers at Italy and laugh because at the end of the day, who's got the trophy? <laughs> yeah, and I think I've seen some some backlash of saying, uh, you know, on, on Twitter and stuff of and, and on the radio saying, oh, should England look back and think, oh, we really should have won that that final? And I think, no, don't don't now start to think that this Italy team's a bad team because it because it's not. And you know, that final, especially after 20 minutes. They just dominated on the ball. I just think it's uh, a lot of mistakes which have allowed this. It should never have got to a must-win game against North Macedonia. Yeah. Because once yeah. you get to that, because as you know in football, once you get to that territory, that is where, you know, credit to North Macedonia. It was a great goal. And I hope they beat Portugal because it'd be a great story. Yeah. Um, all right. That was... That was nice there. Um, Sorry, I realised yeah. that was just me talking for about 10 minutes. Hey, man. On, 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 on Italy, it's your but... squad. It's your squad. Uh, um, uh, what, my what father, did your uh, father-in-law think? Yeah. He, he felt the same way. He doesn't understand how a mobile, uh, a mobile can't play play good for the national team, but he, he does for for uh, the club. So uh, he doesn't understand, you know. It just doesn't seem Nothing. to work for him. And I think that's what's the worrying thing, actually. The one worrying thing is I don't know where the striker is coming from. Um, yeah, I don't know who it's going to be. I don't know who can take the reins. It, it might just have to be surprised by a youngster coming through. Um, but no, yeah. That Moise Keane? Moise Keane, yeah. See, he, he played last year, he got in the squad, but I think um, with him it always just seemed to be a... Bit of a bit of an attitude problem because I think he played and then Mancini kicked him out. There was some some drama there. Um, so yeah, but I thought he I thought he was going to be say. I thought he was going to be so good when he first started doing good with Juve a couple of years ago, maybe four years ago, um, before he got sent to Everton, whenever that was. Um, but okay, yeah. last topic here, Ronaldo, finish or not? Here's my quick take oh, on this. this. <laughs> Here's my quick, on, quick. Go ahead. All right, Joe, go ahead. Let me hear that. Jesus, put me on the spot. Well, All considering right. you were like, he's done. I haven't done my I, research yet. I've got one thing to say. All right, go ahead. 101 goals in three seasons at Juventus. How many 101 penalties? goals in three seasons. That doesn't matter. How, how many, many penalties? penalties? What's it? And you still have to score. You still have to score them. I'm pretty sure Ronaldo had the highest percentage uh, miss rate as well with free kicks in Syria, but I'll have to fact check that. Still still managed to get 101 goals. Um, if, if the only thing that you can throw at Ronaldo being finished is that he misses free kicks, then then fine. Um, I think, you know, even when you look at United this season, United wouldn't have got through to the knockout stage of the Champions League, wouldn't be... A slim chance, but they wouldn't even have a chance if it wasn't of getting top four. If it they wouldn't have four, if it wasn't for Ronaldo, they wouldn't have lost to Watford. But losing to Watford wasn't Ronaldo's fault. I think when you look, I saw at, him get bodied off the ball about five times. Yeah, well, when you look at the whole United as a team, 
look, don't get me wrong, Ronaldo isn't this 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 winger that takes on players and relies on pace, but he hasn't been that for years. What he is is a clinical striker, a clinical number nine that is a, the ultimate professional. And yes, you may have to build a team around him, but when you build that team around him, he will score you goals. You put him in that Man City team and he, he scores goals and he probably is in the fight for top goal scorer. You put him in... And and that's what also annoys me because I, I reckon your next comment, Joe, will be, yeah, but he wouldn't get in the Man City or Liverpool team because he doesn't press. When you watch United and you said to Luke, I don't watch enough United, you don't then because when you watch United, he is one of the only players that is pressing. I don't know what yeah, games maybe, you're watching. Maybe, Luke, I don't know. Where, where, what do you think then? You've watched United as well. You know, I mean, yes, he can't press for 90 minutes straight. But he does, he presses. He's one of the only players in that United team that shows any passion, any heart. I mean, he he doesn't really do a lot of pressing. I think he wants to, but I think he understands the limitations of his body. And like you said, he he, he just can't. He um, doesn't run around like a headless chicken. No, but he pr- but he, pr- he presses, he presses when he's smart. He's smart. Yeah. Okay, he doesn't okay, you, you might look at his running stats and you could tell me, oh, look, these running stats show he doesn't press, but no, he presses when he when it's right to press, which a player of his age has to do. He's just so not there play. anymore. And for a, United, for a United team that needs this big refresh and this, that and the other, and it's not just Ronaldo at that United team, it's other players as well. We're not I just talking think about Ronaldo United. wasn't, he, Ronaldo was not the right purchase. He just but wasn't. That's not he had a good game against Newcastle. And then where that's is he now? That's not the question. That's not the question. The question is, he is it, yeah, not not should United have signed him? Is he the wrong player for United? The question is, is Ronaldo? He shouldn't watched? be playing Premier League football now. So you don't think you put him in that Man City team? You don't think he he scores goals left, right, and centre? I don't think Man City need him. That I, that's not my question. I didn't ask if Man City needed him. I asked if you put him in that Man City team, does he score goals left, right, and centre? He's not going Who's in that way? team. So they don't still, need him. But you're still avoiding... One, there's another debate to be happen, uh, had whether they do need him or not. They do need a striker. They do need someone like him. The amount of the amount of uh, possession United... Take Crystal Palace, for example. The amount of possession Man City have where they are camped in the opponent's box uh, in the opponent's half, final third, and they're putting balls in the box and no one's there. You don't think Ronaldo's there scoring those chances? But they haven't struggled to... They have in certain games and in games. And the question, Joe, wasn't I didn't say do Man City need him. The question is if you put Ronaldo in that squad, if you put a gun to Pep Guardiola's head and said Ronaldo is starting tomorrow, does he score goals? Ronaldo's washed. Right, there you go. I think I think I'm being honest, Dad. I don't know what your opinion is, but I think you, you're not answering my question, Joe. I just don't think Ronaldo is Premier League quality anymore. You're not, my favourite player of all time, then. but he's it's, done. It's a yes or no question then. If you put Ronaldo in the Man City's team, does he score goals? He's not getting in the team, so he's not scoring goals. Again, it's, it's all right, Luke. I'm going to ask you: If you put Ronaldo in Man City's team, does he score goals? I don't think there's a team. I don't think, let me finish. I don't think there's a team that has creative players around them 
where he doesn't score. And like you said, I think even if he's not the top goal scorer, I think per 90 minutes, I think he's up there with most goals, right? Because you're right, he's not running around endlessly anymore, but he's in the right place when it matters. Yeah. And I think if you've got the likes of Mares, Sterling, Bernardo Silva, if they're all playing balls in, and he just has to be there with his intelligence. So take his like again, his his energy or whatever out of it. Because yeah, when you get to the 70th minute, he probably is going to be fucking knackered, to be honest with you. But with the intelligence that he has, he doesn't need to be constantly moving. He can just be there. And I think he does. But you had that already in Cavani at United. Yeah, but Joe, that's not the... A fully fit Cavani goes into City and scores goals. But Joe, you're now you're just going away from what the question, what we're talking about. We're not talking. But about if you're that, getting someone to stand there on plus five hundred grand no, a week and I'm score goals, stand there. I'm not saying stand there. That's what I'm Ronaldo saying... is now. But look, yeah, oh, no, but that's that. what he. But even if that's what he, he is, the yeah, he doesn't just stand there, but he's the master of being in the right place. Let me give you another example, Joe. Liverpool played Arsenal a few weeks ago. If Ronaldo replaced Lacazette. He would have won that game. It's just all hypothetical. It's, 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 not, it's not going into the actual question of is Ronaldo at the calibre of being a Man United? Yes, I don't, think Man United, I don't think Man United are at the calibre of being Ronaldo's level. Yeah. That's what it is. It's it's Ronaldo is it's almost like an immovable Who? force in Man United and the players and the egos and, and how bad they are. With uh, what, an immovable force and an unstoppable object, even Ronaldo trying to drag them up. Joe, who in that? Team? I feel like Ronaldo's even part of that ego problem. But, he's but he's not is... he's not on it at all. He cries. Come <laughs> <laughs> like, on, man. Ronaldo's. I don't Ronaldo's... know what player you guys have seen this season. Ronaldo's. Sure. It's because it, it's about understanding that it's not just the, him as the player. Yeah, it's, it's about saying if you put him in Man City, I think Cavani goes in Man City and scores goals. It's, it's not rocket science. Look at Man City squad. Yeah, but um, why is then you know Jesus is it, why haven't they got a player scoring twenty or thirty goals? That's the issue. That's Which why they're going to get they, Harry Kane. Again, again I think. What this comes down to is you don't have Ronaldo now as this high tempo and energetic player. You have him for the intelligence. And I even take this apart. I do not think Alanga would be where he is now without Ronaldo being at the club and taking Alanga under his wing and showing him how to press, how to get into those positions. Um, and I think we'd actually be in a lot more trouble, obviously, with the situation Mason Greenwood and not having, you know, this extra winger to be able to play. Um, I think that's the situation that Ronaldo's really helped with. So it'll be a great manager. Um, but the, the ego issue is not the ego issue. Even then it's yes, Ronaldo has an ego, but Ronaldo has an ego that he is, that he deserves that he, he can have. It's that he is in a team where you've got Harry Maguire with an ego and that, and Ronaldo's mentality is I've got an ego because I'm the best player and I want to play in the best team and I want to win. Whereas Harry Maguire's mentality, ego is I'm the best English centre-back. It's all about me. I can do whatever I want. So it's two different, it's two different types of ego. Yeah, and, I agree. You know, and look, agree. at the end of the day, 
whatever I think the, the un, unarguable fact is. Okay, well, we're not going to agree, Joe. That I still but think I'm not goes. disagreeing that he's not an intelligent player. No, no, not, I'm not not saying that. I, but we're not going to agree on whether he's washed or not. But the one thing we can agree on is he is the best in the world still aerially. And I, I do not think you can you can uh, not agree with that. I mean, when you watch him, the height he gets, the elevation, and his headers are. You know, I don't think there's any better player in the world. Um, maybe, maybe Diogo Jota, because he's quite good in the air. Maybe it's a Portuguese thing. <laughs> and Harry Maguire's yeah. in the conversation as well. And look, you haven't come with any stats. I've come with the stat of 100. Look, I, I didn't know who was doing season. it tonight. You did know. We spoke about it days ago. So don't try and fool, fool the <laughs> listeners. All right. Dan, Dan, I think... Um, Dan, I think you should be the uh, the adjudicator here, and 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 you know where where do you sway? And I I ask you to take your Liverpool bias off. All right, I will take that off. And here's my <clears throat> here's my honest opinion on what I think about him this year. I think there's two versions of him. Well, one when United's losing, and one when they have a chance in the game. When they're losing, I don't think he tries. Um, and that could add to why they get sometimes get down by two or three goals. But when they're in the game, you could see him put a performance out like he had the other night when he had – or what was that, like a month ago when he had a hat trick a couple weeks ago. Um, so I think he still has it. It's just got to be for the right situation to always bring out his best each and every night. I think that's I think that's the issue. Does that make any sense? Yeah, I think that's agreeable. Yeah. That's just where I see it. But um all right, this was uh yeah, we're good on time. Good good episode guys. I really enjoyed that listening to you guys go back and forth. That was fun. So uh we're going to try to make this our new drop day on Tuesday mornings. Um we're going to try to get them recorded on Monday and and get them out on Tuesday mornings from now on. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we can stick that at schedule. Thanks, boys. Luke, Adam, you. Joe, you guys all have a great night, Thanks. great week. See you, guys. We'll, we'll see everybody back here next week. All right. Later. See you later. Bye. Oh, thank you.